Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Why choose a Sleep Number Smart Bed? Can I make my side softer? Can I make my side firmer? Whenever I want? Can, Can we, we sleep, sleep cooler? Sleep Number does that. Cools up to eight times faster and lets you choose your ideal comfort on either side. 94% of Sleep Number smart sleepers report better sleep. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. To find a store near you, visit sleepnumber.com. A beloved wife and mother vanishes during a blizzard that strikes the Rocky Mountains near Denver. Very cold temperatures, whiteout conditions. It was a strong snowstorm and not conditions to be taken lightly. You spend very long out in the elements alone and you're gonna die. As search and rescue teams fight the bitter cold to find her, police uncover a shocking love triangle full of secrets, jealousy, and betrayal. There were some red flags right from the very beginning. Will sub-zero wind chill temperatures slow down the investigation or reveal the truth behind her disappearance before it's too late? With the weather conditions like that, the clock is ticking very fast. November 22, 2010, a blizzard rolls through the small mountain town of Silverthorne, Colorado, an hour west of Denver. In any given winter storm where you have a combination of snow that is falling and winds that are whipping that snow up, your visibility is going to be restricted, and it can be pretty dangerous. The morning following the worst of the storm, the people of Silverthorne wake up to the freezing aftermath, just two days before Thanksgiving. The windshield was apparently like minus seven. It was over a foot of snow on the ground. During the wintertime in Colorado at elevations that are several thousand feet above sea level, you can see weather extremes. Roads will become ice covered very quickly. You have to be prepared for it. With conditions as such, Silverthorne police usually have little to worry about. Frankly, when it's cold outside, criminals tend to stay home. This community is a very safe community. We have a lot of smaller crimes, but we don't have uh, violent crimes in this community. But just before 9 a.m., Silverthorne police get a surprising call from a local man named Dale Bruner. He says he's growing worried about his 41-year-old wife, Stephanie. Mr. Bruner had mentioned that he hadn't seen his wife since the night before and that she hadn't returned home and he hasn't been able to find her. Dale says she went for a walk almost 12 hours ago, around 10 p.m. And neither he nor their three children have seen a single sign of her since. He says she's not answering her cell 
and he's concerned because she wasn't exactly dressed properly before she left. She left her house without a heavy coat, and it was a blizzard out. And we thought that was kind of odd, and especially living up here in the mountains. Authorities usually wait 24 hours before investigating a missing persons case. But because of the weather, their immediate concern is that Stephanie could have fallen victim to the storm. Maybe she had an accident or a medical event. There are a lot of walking trails. She could have slipped, hurt herself. There's so many factors on how long someone can survive in those temperatures, but 12 hours would be a very long time. Police know they have to act fast. They send an officer to do a quick search of the area. Meanwhile, they know they'll need more information about who Stephanie Bruner is and why the mother of three would go for a walk during a blizzard. Born in May of 1969, Stephanie Roller had always been an adventurous spirit. She was an amazing person. She was this person that would do anything for anybody. After high school, Stephanie earned a degree in social ecology, but that wasn't her passion. Stephanie was a dancer. That was kind of her outlet. Though she worked for a time as a city planner, she found her true calling as a dance instructor. The people just loved her. Just absolutely thought that she was incredible, incredibly patient. By the early 2000s, she was married to professional photographer Dale Bruner, seven years her senior. Dale wasn't as outgoing, wasn't as gregarious as Stephanie, a little more reserved. Along the way, the couple added three beautiful children to their family. Ellie, now nine, six-year-old Jack, and five-year-old Lily. She just doted on her children. She just loved her children, and children were her life. They did a whole bunch of things together. They would go to vacations all the time. They were kind of the all-American family. Appearing to have such a perfect life, it's all the more of a mystery to police as to why Stephanie has disappeared. One the police are determined to solve. Twelve hours after Stephanie Bruner's husband, Dale, called police about his missing wife, Silverthorne police officers have found no sign of her. To get more information, they decide to visit Dale in person and arrive at the Bruner home around 9 p.m. So we start asking him questions. Tell us what you told the police this morning. Dale tells officers that around 10 p.m. the night before, he and his wife were in the bedroom talking. He says she wanted some fresh air and decided to go for a walk. Officer Baldwin asks what she was wearing, and Dale tells her that Stephanie had on a lightweight red jacket, blue jeans, and boots. Well, that's not something that you're gonna last very long with the wind that we were having that night. It was cold and blustery. Police ask if she took anything with her, and Dale's answer seems strange. She had left her purse, but she had taken her cell phone and she had taken her computer as well. Who goes out for a walk with their laptop? Who goes out without their wallet? She didn't take her car either. 
She didn't take her car keys. I mean, there's just things that just didn't, that were very odd. Knowing Stephanie is no stranger to the cold, Dale says he didn't think anything of it and fell asleep soon after she left. But when he awoke that morning around 8 a.m., realizing his wife still hadn't returned home, he became worried. He said he called her a few times, but she never answered. That's when he started to fear the worst and decided it was time to phone the police. Dale gives police an article of clothing to assist them in any canine search and rescue efforts while they consider the possibilities of what might have happened. Did she get lost? Did something happen to her out in the cold? Was this a criminal event? There's a number of things that could be going on here. The next step is to call the canine unit and walk the area and rivers surrounding their home. It's warmer out. It's a blazing 17 degrees out. But with the wind chill, it's still quite cold. Snow on the ground, and police are searching for her. Unfortunately, the weather is playing against them. The snow is covering tracks. And as the temperatures get colder, there's fewer smells for the canine to pick up. And now when the snow is coming down so heavily, that also is going to mask the ability to pick up scents, even for a dog who has a tremendous sense of smell. As each minute passes, officers soon become painfully aware of the dangers, not just to themselves, but also to Stephanie. If you're out there too long, the cold can, can kill you. But is the secret to what really happened hiding in the icy exterior just waiting to be discovered? What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. after a dangerous blizzard hit the Silverthorne, Colorado area. Police are still searching for missing mom, Stephanie Bruner. The dangers that Stephanie could face as she's out on her walk are she start to get frostbite on her face, on her feet. If she gets wet, that's a bad combination. Snow gets down in her boots. She could start to get hypothermia. Police are frantically looking for Stephanie after her husband Dale said she went for a walk when the blizzard was in full force Monday night. With nothing but a lightweight red jacket, her cell phone, and laptop. He said she had just kind of up and left at about 10 o'clock at night. That was it. Officers have performed a rudimentary search of the area and river with no luck. Something just didn't feel right. Something was wrong. We have a woman who had three young children suddenly gone. You know, she's not wearing enough because she could have exposure. That was our biggest worry. She could be still outside. She could be hiding somewhere trying to wait for help. And so we knew that we needed to step on it. Realizing the small town department may be in over their head, Silverthorne police call in the sheriff's department, the Colorado Bureau of Investigation, and Summit County Search and Rescue for additional resources. They also notify District Attorney Mark Hurlburt, who immediately believes foul play may be involved. There was some things that kind of set up the red flags. The fact that she had supposedly been out in the cold weather in a light coat, that her husband hadn't called until that morning, made me think that there was some other issues here. We need to treat this like a homicide. Investigator Barger next asks Dale to come to the station for some more questions, and he agrees. The reason why I'm bringing you down here is just one to, to verify some situation, basically to try to eliminate you as a suspect. Sure, as quickly as possible so we get to find where she is. Barger again asks Dale for more information about the day Stephanie disappeared. He claimed that they had been arguing a lot and she was in a in a bad mood. So 9.30, we talk a little bit, and then she says, I'm gonna need to go for a walk and clear my head. Dale appears very calm, and police are perplexed by his apparent lack of concern for his wife's well-being. His demeanor was, it was not frantic at all. It was just kind of matter of fact. Everybody reacts differently to stressors. Maybe it's just the way he acts. Then Dale finally admits why he didn't take Stephanie's sudden disappearance as seriously as maybe he should have. She actually had been dating somebody. Total twist. Dale explains how in the months before Stephanie disappeared, their fairy tale life began to unravel. We were living the life, I thought. Dale says he noticed that Stephanie began spending more time at the dance school where she worked. Well, she met someone that she taught dancing, and that's who she fell in love with. He had mentioned that Stephanie had an actual boyfriend by the name of Ron. 
Dale says the relationship had been going on for five months. And just three weeks prior, Stephanie came clean with him about her feelings for Ron Holthouse, and so they filed for divorce. So that was November 1st, we signed. Dale swears that although he was heartbroken, he loved his wife and would never hurt her. I have done everything possible to show her that I am just trying to be here for her, to let her do what she needs to do and be happy. Dale says when she left Monday evening, he just assumed she was going for a rendezvous with Ron. But there are more surprises to emerge in the investigation. About the same time that we found out about Ron, we found out that he was married. All the revelations cause investigators to quickly expand their pool of persons of interests. It could be her husband, it could be her boyfriend, it could be her boyfriend's wife. While investigators try to unlock a messy marital situation, the passing hours prompt a major search and rescue effort. Volunteers scour the area around the Bruner home, hoping for any indication that Stephanie is still alive. But because of the weather, there's not so much as a footprint or tire track outside to tell investigators anything. So in this case, weather is doing everything it can to erase any evidence. The wind and the snow is just covering anything up. And the searchers face multiple challenges because of the brutal cold. It's high elevation and it's snowing. You're going to start to lose heat for your head and also the rest of your body. Your body temperature, core temperature is going to reduce. You might get hypothermia. You're not going to stay hydrated. A lot of bad things can happen. While the search carries on outside, inside, investigators try to find a possible paper trail to Stephanie's whereabouts. We absolutely hope that when we find Stephanie in some hotel room somewhere, just wanted to get away and was planning on coming back in a week. But when they look into Stephanie's bank statements and credit cards, not one has been accessed. There had been no transactions, nothing. Unfortunately, cell records show no activity either, which only boosts their foul play theory. We even called buses, we called airlines, we called rental cars. None of them had anything under her name. When night descends, the temperature falls quickly as the hopes for finding Stephanie get bleaker and bleaker. It's pretty rare at that point to find somebody. We're thinking that she's probably not going to be found alive. Police will next set their sights on Stephanie's boyfriend, Ron. Okay, what do you mean just by seeing each other? We were talking initially first, and then there was some kissing involved. And will the steamy details heat up the icy investigation? CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. 
They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Weather's a big hindrance right now, not just for Stephanie, but also for all the search and rescuers. They're having to deal with it too. Frostbite, hypothermia. In Silverthorne, Colorado, the freezing temperatures and wintry landscape are stalling the investigation into missing mother of three, Stephanie Bruner. We searched, they looked up and down the river, and we, they had maps. A lot of people showed up, though, considering it was Thanksgiving. Although Stephanie could have succumbed to the cold, police fear foul play may be involved in her disappearance. There was just nothing to show that she had gone anywhere. She has three children. And at the time, I had a one-year-old child. I would never just pick up and leave. And it didn't seem to me that she would either. Police have questioned Stephanie's husband, Dale, and learned that she was involved with a married man named Ron Holthouse. Yeah, right there for me. So detectives bring him in, hoping he can give them a lead to where she might be. Okay, and just to let you know, we're reporting. And he has a very different demeanor than Stephanie's husband. Ron was a bit of a mess. He was worried about her. He was worried about what happened to her. I've been nervous since I heard that he was AWOL. Ron admits that he met Stephanie in June when he took dancing lessons. But it wasn't until three months later that they started to get close. We started exchanging emails and started seeing each other Okay, what do you mean just by seeing each other? Just... We were talking initially first, and then there was some kissing involved, but it never went beyond that. Okay. There's never been any, any court or sex. It was described by Ron that they had an emotional affair. It just became bigger than they expected. They just had so much fun together, so they were doing things, spending time together and stuff. How often were you guys meeting? Um... He had said, we became very, very close. I loved her. She loved me. But I couldn't leave my wife. 
Ron admits that he actually saw Stephanie the day she disappeared, just as it was starting to snow. We met briefly in the parking lot for about five minutes. And I was actually trying to tell her that it was over, that I didn't want to do anything anymore. Ron was going to work on his marriage. He was going to try to work it out with his wife. Then she said, ask me again one more time, like, but we can make it work. I said, no, I, we cannot make this work. Okay. And then she said, but I just feel a little empty inside. He says he kissed her briefly and said goodbye. And I had a lot of feelings for her as well. But enough is enough. This is not going anywhere. When detectives ask him where he was Monday night when Stephanie vanished, he claims he was in bed with his wife all night asleep. We went to bed about 9.30, I think. Ron seems sincere, but police have to wonder, could he be trying to protect himself or possibly even his wife? We have this woman who was having a relationship with her husband gone missing, and she had the motive. Police know they'll need to speak with her as well. But now they have to consider, with a crumbling marriage and a broken heart, did Stephanie take off into the storm on purpose, without any intention of making it home alive? I think, as we all know, people that are suicidal oftentimes hide that from their even their closest friends. And so that was certainly a, a thought that she could be suicidal. As Thanksgiving Day comes to a close, searchers have found no sign of Stephanie in the freezing cold. And if Stephanie is in fact dead, there is little police can do without a body. Investigators are left with nowhere else to turn until the weather reveals the answer that was right in front of them the entire time. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. 
As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. time the sun had come out it was warming up which in our world means in the 20s so the snowpack's melting even though it's below freezing when you have direct sunlight on a snowpack it can melt but it also does something what's called sublimation it's different than evaporation because it's solid ice and it goes directly from ice to vapor and vanishes the weather conditions mean that the ongoing search for missing mom Stephanie Bruner is suddenly much easier. Silverthorne police are now looking at three potential suspects in Stephanie's disappearance. Stephanie's husband, Dale, who waited 12 hours before reporting her missing. Her married boyfriend, Ron Holthouse, who claims to have just ended their affair. And Ron's wife, Cynthia, who has clear motive for wanting Stephanie out of the picture. They also have to consider that Stephanie may have been so distraught over her pending divorce and Ron breaking her heart that she deliberately ended her own life. It would be very easy to die in conditions like these. She gets lost, whiteout conditions. She starts to get hypothermia, can't think straight. Maybe she was having a mental breakdown. There's no reason to know what is going on with her. Of course, you never want to count out that it's just some random person. That's something we'd always kept in the back of our mind as well. But around noon, there's a major break in the case, thanks to the ongoing search efforts along the banks of a nearby river. At that time, the Blue River was pretty low. It was just a couple inches deep. One of the teams saw something in the river. On closer examination, they could see limbs. There, in the middle of the Blue River, is the body of a woman, just a 10-minute walk from the Bruner's home. It will take dental records to make a positive ID, but investigators know the moment they see her. This is the body of Stephanie Bruner. It was kind of surreal. I think the weather is what actually hindered us to even find her. Yet if the weather hadn't been so cold, her body might have floated down the river. If this had happened in May, when the river is flowing pretty good, we may never have found her. Investigators deliver the tragic news to Dale, who is finally overcome with grief. With no obvious signs of trauma, investigators wonder if Stephanie actually did become a victim of the elements. There was no gunshot wound, there was no knife wounds. 
there wasn't anything that, that would lead it to say, hey, look, this is a homicide. Stephanie was actually frozen. It was like, okay, it's hypothermia. Okay, she just probably got, you know, upset and lost and disoriented. Hypothermia is defined as your body releasing more heat than it is actually making. If you get wet, that removal of heat from the body really gets accentuated. It can rapidly cause death if this is not treated in a short period of time. But before ruling her death a suicide, it will take an autopsy to be sure. While the coroner carefully removes the body, the searchers spread out looking for any evidence connected to Stephanie. Now that the snow has begun to melt. They're looking for anything, you know, her computer and her phone. So the search became what we call an article search. But after several days of exploring the area, they come up empty-handed. after Stephanie Bruner's frozen body was pulled from the Blue River near her house. The autopsy is complete, but the result is unexpected. They told us it was a homicide. This was definitely not a suicide. Even though the icy water made it impossible to determine her exact time of death, it had enabled the coroner to determine her cause of death by preserving her body. In this case, as the body essentially froze, it pretty much slowed down or stopped the decomposition process of the body. So it preserved critical evidence in that respect. Sadly, it shows an attack more brutal than anything the police could have imagined. They found that she'd had blunt force trauma to the head. They found that she'd been strangled. She had hypothermia on top of it, plus water in her lungs, and she had drowned. Which told us, unfortunately, that she was probably alive when she was put in the river. That was a pretty big shock. And investigators know because of the water, the chance of them finding any fingerprints or DNA on her is next to impossible. There was nothing external that we were going to get off of her because she had been three or four days in a river. She's in this water washing over the body and getting rid of any possible evidence. But detectives do know one thing. Whoever killed Stephanie was no stranger. Strangulation is a very personal way to kill somebody. Shooting somebody with a gun is very impersonal. You can do it from a great distance. But strangulation is very personal. Which leads investigators back to their three main suspects. Dale, Ron, and Cynthia. We actually started doing search warrants on everybody's stuff. Ron, and Cindy's, and Dale's. Anything that we could find to figure out how to put the pieces together. Initial efforts show little out of the ordinary. That's when they decide it's time to talk to the one person they haven't yet. Ron's wife, Cynthia. She was upset. And now she understands she's under suspicion of murder. I mean, my mom is responsible, but you're asking me if I, if I would hurt her, the jealous wife. I'm the jealous wife, right? Yeah, at this point, I think everybody's suspicious. But when asked where her husband was the night Stephanie disappeared, Cynthia only repeats what Ron had already told investigators. 
So the night Stephanie disappeared, Ron and Cynthia's alibis were each other, which is not that great of an alibi. Even though both Ron and Cynthia's stories seemed to match, police asked them to submit to a polygraph test, just to be sure. And they agree. Polygraphs are not admissible in the court, but they want to be able to maybe exclude somebody or not exclude somebody. And when the results come back, Ron and Cynthia suddenly look more suspicious than ever to police. Ron failed the polygraph. She also shows some deception, which is not a good thing. With the search for Stephanie Bruner's killer in full swing, investigators will soon conclude that whoever murdered Stephanie wanted her to suffer an icy death. The question is, who? Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past. And the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. As the snow continues to melt in Silverthorne, Colorado, police have launched a full-scale homicide investigation after they pull the frozen body of Stephanie Bruner from the Blue River. The winter storm that hit Silverthorne hit her body for four days, but because the river really wasn't flowing and her body remained in place, it remained frozen, so they were able to determine the manner of death. When the body was taken back for an autopsy, they were able to accurately determine that a combination of blunt force trauma and strangulation were responsible for the death. Stephanie's friends and family host a memorial service to celebrate the life of the kind and loving mother of three. It is a travesty that something bad happened to her because she was a good person. She had a lot of friends and family who loved her. The way she died was awful. Marriages fall apart, but that doesn't mean someone deserves to die. 
Meanwhile, Silverthorne police are digging deeper into their three suspects. Stephanie's husband, Dale, her married boyfriend, Ron Holthouse, and Ron's wife, Cynthia. Everybody at this point is going to be a person of interest. You're going to be suspected until we can prove you out. And that's the way we needed to handle things. Ron and Cynthia happened to be each other's alibis for the night Stephanie disappeared. And when neither of them passed their polygraph test, it gives police pause. But they know results can be deceiving. Part of the polygraph is they deal with emotions. And at that point, Ron was extremely emotional. She was extremely emotional as well. She just found out her husband was cheating on her, and the person her husband was cheating on was, was dead. And their stories have never changed. Police haven't been able to find a single discrepancy. They wanted us to do whatever we needed to do to find her. And even after a search of their home, police find nothing that links either of them to the crime. Investigators are becoming more convinced that Ron and Cynthia Holthouse had nothing to do with Stephanie's murder. When you look at Ron, he didn't really have a motive. When you look at Cynthia, she had the motive? Oh, God, yeah, she had a motive. Did she have the ability? There's no way she could have carried this off. Whoever did this was big and strong because they had to drag her out to the river and leave her body there after strangling her. And so one wouldn't expect Cynthia, who was rather petite, to have been able to commit this crime. So police keep digging in. And after accessing Stephanie's email account, they come across some eye-opening information from the night she disappeared. When we got the records back, they gave us a timeline because there are emails going back and forth between her and, uh, and Ron before 10 o'clock. In the emails, it's clear Stephanie is addressing Ron's sudden change of heart and his decision to try to work things out with his wife. But one email stands out. There's one that's a partially completed email, and that had auto-saved at about 11 at night. This was in the draft folder. And so what we did is figured out how long it took to go into a draft folder, and it took literally maybe two minutes. So when you stop writing an email, it goes into the draft folder automatically. And that's what this was, which was very odd. Dale told police that he and Stephanie were in the bedroom talking when she had gone for a walk around 10 p.m. But the email shows she was on her computer until 11 p.m. Investigators decide to look more closely into their last remaining suspect. They wonder if there's more to Dale Bruner than meets the eye. And it isn't long before they unearth some alarming new information from just six weeks prior to her murder. Stephanie had gotten a temporary restraining order against him, but had not followed up with the permanent restraining order. During her hearing, Stephanie claimed Dale had anger issues, something she had experienced firsthand years ago. It sounded like the domestic violence went back pretty far. It was pretty soon after their marriage. Suddenly, the picture of the loving, gentle husband is quickly dissolving into an image of a controlling spouse who was losing his iron-tight grip on his wife. Having the, what they call prior bad act evidence is absolutely huge. In domestic violence cases, it's even bigger. So on January 6, 2011, police publicly identified Dale Bruner as their main suspect, hoping the media attention might bring in further information about Dale's hidden dark side. 
to further bolster their case. And police are not disappointed. We got so many tips. I mean, we got really good tips, but there was one that came across that really jolted me, and it was from an ex-girlfriend. She tells police that although she hasn't seen Dale since they dated 18 years ago, she's sure he's the man responsible for Stephanie's death. She goes, I'm telling you right now it was him, and this is why. She said, he strangled me. And she pointed us to another ex-girlfriend that also had been strangled by Dale as well. It made the hair stand up on the back of my neck. We're like, we got our guy. I think this is our guy. It's, it just fits the mold. But because of the blizzard, there isn't a shred of forensic evidence to tie Dale to the scene of the crime. Anything of value basically was lost and hidden because of the weather and never found. Actually, the cell phone or the laptop, they were never found. And it also hid the time of death because her body was frozen. Since it's mainly a circumstantial case, authorities decide to take it to the grand jury. Eight months after Stephanie Bruner was brutally attacked and left for dead in the Blue River near her home, Dale Bruner is indicted for her murder. Who had the motive, who had the opportunity, and who had the ability to do it? The only person that had all three was Dale Bruner. On August 3rd, 2011, Dale is officially charged with one count of second-degree murder, two counts of first-degree assault, and three counts of tampering with physical evidence. With the weather hiding so many details of the crime, prosecutors soon brace themselves for a tough court battle. But will weather hold the key to justice for Stephanie? It gave us all chills, and uh, you know, people were crying. It was just, it was crazy. When Stephanie Bruner's killer attacked her in late November 2010, the wintry weather system that came through the area in some ways hindered and in other ways helped the investigation. The winter storm that hit Silverthorne destroyed any forensic evidence that they may have found, and it hit her body for four days. But the weather also helped the investigation because Stephanie was placed at the Blue River, and that preserved her tissues and everything to where they could figure out the manner of death. Right now, we are going to turn to the people's opening statement and then the defendant's opening statement if he elects to proceed on that basis. When Dale Bruner's murder trial begins, his defense is quick to point out the missing forensic evidence in his case, claiming the speculation against him is entirely based on conjecture. Anything of value basically was lost and hidden because of the weather. But even circumstantial evidence is hard to ignore. And so we brought in those two, uh, the two ex-girlfriends. And the fact that he has strangled both of these women, we were able to show that that was the way that he committed domestic violence. But the most damning testimony of all comes from Stephanie Bruner herself. 
The prosecution plays the audio from Stephanie's statement to police when she first filed the restraining order against her husband. From beyond the grave, Stephanie's voice fills the silent courtroom. I can't go back to him. He's not going to trust me. He has threatened my life years ago, but, you know, with a hand on my throat, didn't plead it, screaming in my face, I will kill you if you leave. I have never forgotten. When we heard Stephanie's voice, it was just, I'm getting chills now, it was just this huge, powerful statement. You could hear her in crisis. Prosecutors proceed to lay out what they think happened that fateful night. They believe Stephanie Bruner had been successfully hiding her life as a victim of domestic violence for years, until she fell in love with Ron Holthouse and decided she could no longer live that way. Dale sees Stephanie on her computer, and she is writing this email to Ron. And the email is fairly flowery. It's her trying to get Ron back, even though Ron had, had broken up with her. And then when he saw the email, I think it was an explosive anger that got him. The prosecution claims that in the middle of her writing the email, before she could send it, Dale became enraged and grabbed her laptop. They argue. And he hits her over the head with the computer. And then he strangled her. They believe he then took her body to the river, believing Stephanie to be dead, hoping it would never be found. It is absolutely horrible that he did this to another human being, somebody who he at some point loved, somebody who was the mother of his kids. The prosecution believes he then ditched any evidence. We searched all over the place. We never did find the cell phone or the laptop. Then Dale reported Stephanie missing to police the following morning. The two-week trial finally ends on July 27, 2012. And the jury finds Dale guilty on all counts. Dale Bruner is sentenced to 112 years in prison. It was the best day in such a long time. We got him. It was amazing. In the murder investigation of Stephanie Bruner, weather played a major role in the hunt for her killer. This is just another example of how weather is a great tool in solving crimes. In this case, it shows that weather, and in this case, a strong snowstorm moving through the area, helped put a murderer behind bars. I've been doing this for 23 years. And to try a case like this, the importance of it to the community, and ultimately, to give a voice to somebody who was a victim of domestic violence was huge, it was absolutely huge.